Christy and I, uh, at least I can speak for myself, a little humbled to be up here. Uh, I'll be honest, uh, we're, we're brand new. We're new birthed outreachers, evangelists. <laughs> um, and so we'll get to uh, share a little bit about what we do and why we do what we do. Um, and hopefully that by the end of this, we'll inspire you guys um, in your continued walks. You guys have probably been in the battlegrounds much more than we have, but uh, we hope this to be inspiring to you, and we'll, and we'll share a little bit more about that. Yeah, and we can definitely relate to, you know, when they say God can use anyone, um, if you just have the will and are available, and yeah, we're, our ministry is very humble and uh, very local, and we just go out with our friends and whoever else wants to join. Okay, so what we'll do right now is we'll kind of give you an idea of what we're going to be sharing with you, and then uh, we'll go from there. So before we start, I want to open up with a quick word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I want to thank you so much for this opportunity to be um, in this place with fellow believers, um, those who are fearless in sharing your word, um, and some of us who are still um, exercising our faith in you and sharing Lord, may this opportunity be a moment for you to speak uh, through us, and um, may the words that come out of uh, Christianized mouths not be ours, but yours, Lord, that fall upon the hearers here who need to hear what they need to hear. And Lord, uh, continue to encourage us and sustain us as we continue to move forward in sharing the gospel with the world. Thank you, Lord, in your name. Amen. Amen. So what we'll do is we figured, okay. How on earth are we just going to describe this to you, what we do? So instead, we put together a short video to show you guys what we do, and then we'll kind of go through why we do it, and then we'll talk a little bit about some ideas and things, hopefully for you guys to take away from this. But first, we'll just really quickly intro who, oh, yeah. how we are, I mean, who we are and how we met, and... Yeah. Yeah. So Christy and I um, just got engaged. Uh, <laughs> thank you. We're getting married January 3rd of next year. And our, our story is it's not terribly long, but it's, it's not what the purpose of this is. But um, I graduated from Loma Linda University last year in physical therapy. I'm currently doing a, um, a residency program where I'm learning more on how to, how to treat God's children. And um, I grew up Adventist. Um, didn't evangelize growing up Adventist when I was youth rush, youth, youth rush age. I had no interest in what you guys are doing. Absolutely zero. God's been working on my heart a lot recently, and um, so I, I, uh, I'm thankful for that. So um, continue to allow God to work in your guys' lives. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's different when you walk up to a door younger and then when they see someone older walk up to the door. The response is different. You guys may know that already. I may not be sharing anything new. Um, not to say everyone can't do it, but um, there's power. Um, the young, young people will prophesy. So I want to encourage you. Um, and then Christy. Yes. Um, well, I grew up Adventist too, but it was that kind of social, not even. Like I went to church and basically that's it. We went out to eat afterwards. It wasn't a part of my practical everyday life. Um, so definitely like Ryan, didn't evangelize. Wasn't even interested in it. Had, had no idea about it. Never learned about it. Um, and uh, what happened was that I grew up in LA private schools and then I spent the um, I've spent 16 years of my life um, acting in Hollywood 
in film and television. And uh, God was slowly working on my heart. Um, and I just quit actually last year. And um, I met Ryan right around that time. And we started a small ministry. We had no idea what we were getting into or even what ministry was, I think, at the time um, versus what, what God has taught us now. And um, we did a, a little documentary together where we became friends. Um, and it was Ryan and, and about nine other of his guy friends who all wanted to start a ministry and, and start outreach and Bible studies. And um, so that's how we got to know each other. And then from there, that's how this outreach grew. So, so before you start that, I just want to get an idea. How many people are currently actively involved in some form of outreach? Awesome. Praise God. And then on Sabbath afternoons, how many people do outreach every Sabbath afternoon they can? Okay. How many people are like what I like to do and nap? <laughs> yes. Okay. So... By the end of the session, we hope to have inspired you um, a, a new outlook on, on what can be done, things that are enjoyable um, on the Sabbath. So without further talk, let's, um, we'll give you a little glimpse um, of what we do every Sabbath afternoon. Before you start that, Christy, hang on a second.
Christ's method alone will give true success in reaching the people. The Savior mingled with men as one who desired their good. He showed his sympathy for them, ministered to their needs, and won their confidence. Then he bade them, follow me. There is a need of coming close to the people by personal effort. If less time were given to sermonizing and more time were spent in personal ministry, greater results would be seen. The poor are to be relieved, the sick cared for, the sorrowing and the bereaved comforted, the ignorant instructed, the inexperienced counseled. We are to weep with those that weep and rejoice with those that rejoice. Accompanied by the power of persuasion, the power of prayer, the power of the love of God, this work will not, cannot be without fruit. Christ commits to his followers an individual work, a work that cannot be done by proxy, ministry to the sick and the poor, the giving of the gospel to the lost, is not to be left to committees or organized charities. Individual responsibility, individual effort, personal sacrifice is the requirement of the gospel. Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in is Christ's command, that my house may be filled. He brings men into touch with those whom they seek to benefit. Bring the poor that are cast out to thy house, he says, when thou seest the naked, that thou cover him. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Through direct contact, through personal ministry, the blessings of the gospel are to be communicated. Grab the lights here. Sorry, guys. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate that. <clears throat> okay. So, here's essentially what we did and we, what we decided to do. For all you people who showed up, welcome. Um, we were trying to figure out, and I say we, I mean me and a couple of my friends are trying to figure out a, a cool way for us to uh, do outreach. Not all of us were comfortable going door to door. Not all of us have that kind of bravery, and as John shared with us today, some of you can just sit back and pray, and the other one knock on the door, and I think that's wonderful. Um, 
But this was a really, really neat way that me and a couple, me and a couple of my cycling friends wanted to make something personal, something that we enjoy doing. There is an exercise trail out in Riverside. Um, we call it the Santa Ana River Trail. And there is lots of traffic. Homeless people, exercise enthusiasts, you, you name it. And we said, wow, what a great idea to plant a tent there, give water, bananas, food to these people, meet the physical needs of those who want it, as well as give the spiritual needs, the food, the water, the living water, and the word of God, the, the everlasting food that will sustain us to the end. And so that's kind of how it started. So what you guys actually saw there was um, what we've been doing um, most Sabbaths recently. And what, what we ended up doing also was that we noticed that a lot of, a lot of homeless people, we asked them, what, what is the biggest need? And of course, besides giving them literature, <laughs> uh, we said, you know, what are the things they need? And they said, well, we, we need, just need clothes. And I mean, we can't even interview for jobs because we're dirty. Um, and so we decided, well, how can we help with that? And we decided to do a clothing drive. So what you saw up there was a clothing drive. We went around to a neighborhood. Interesting story right before that. Um, we, had, we had gone and canvassed that neighborhood before, Christy and I and a couple of people, um, and tried to just give out free great controversies to people. Um, we got a lot of doors shut in our face. Yeah. Um, yeah, and um, it, was, it, was, um, it, was a, it was a more wealthier neighborhood, but no one, no one needed it. Everyone was a Christian. They were Catholic. Oh, we go to the Rock Church. Oh, we, we do this. We're good. Thank you. So we were like, man, you know, I mean, okay. And so we decided, hey, one of our friends gave us a great idea. Why don't you do a clothing drive? Because usually these people want to give. And then as a gift, give a great controversy instead. So we snuck that in, and that, and that was snuck, snuck it in. You know what I mean? Um, um, and a lot of them were willing to accept the book at that point. Um, and so we are constantly praying for those people, um, whatever is done with that book. Kind of like what Ed shared uh, last night, which was God does amazing things with literature that we don't see. Um, anyways. Yeah, it's just interesting that in different walks of life, um, where you are, that could be, say, intellectually or financially, um, people need different things. And so you just need to find out um, through, through God and through love what they really need, where they are. This is basically what I'm talking about. Exactly. And, and so we'll go through kind of what, how we decided, or not how we decided, how we were impressed to view what we do. And hopefully by the end of this, um, God will put a thought in your head as you further your ministry to aid you as you do this. Um, till plant cultivate. Next slide for me. Those who till the soil and plant and cultivate the orchard are to make the application of nature's lessons and bring these lessons learned into their actual spiritual experience manuscripts. So, Sabbath is a day of rest. Praise the Lord for that. Sabbath is also a day to go out and work in the garden. Not your own garden. The Lord's garden. And... There are, if, and if, if you haven't read Ministry of Healing, um, what one thing did Christ do more than anything else? He healed. He said Christ did more healing than he did sermonizing. Not to say sermonizing is not important. But the point is, is that we said, wow, well, 
That makes sense. Christ met the physical needs of people. And I heard a great sermon one time, and I decided to kind of use it as a parallel. What is tilling the soil? Maybe what is Christ referring to? And this is how it impressed Christy and I. Tilling the soil is friendship and meeting their needs. Everyone here, and I'm everyone, actually, most people, I should say, um, have some physical need. Um, easier, and this is more applicable to the homeless population, of course, um, but everybody has something, even if it's a smile, even if it's talking. That's, that's meeting their needs. That's being friends with them. That prepares their heart to hear what you have to say. I think, I think Christ did so much of that when he was here on earth. He was able to talk to people and understand what they needed. When he healed them, the first thing he wanted to know is, who are you? And so, continue. So essentially we said, we're going to prepare their hearts, but whenever you do the work, it prepares your heart as well. You end up leaving with an even greater blessing and your heart being tilled, ready for more seeds to be planted within you. So with this concept of tilling the soil and planting seeds, and keep going, we read this in Ministry of Healing, that God's plan is first to reach the heart. We are to speak the truth in love, trusting in him to give it power for the reforming of the life. In almost every community, there are large numbers who do not listen to the preaching of God's word or attend any religious service. If they are reached by the gospel, it must be carried to their homes, often by the release, relief of their physical needs, is the only avenue by which they can be approached. There's lots of people, and I've experienced, who just don't maybe want to hear um, another, don't want to have another pamphlet shoved in their face. And I'm, I'm saying, keep doing it. <laughs> But when we truly go out and meet these needs of these people, let's bring them something else as well. Let, let's show them the, the true care that Jesus has for them. So this, this is kind of what Christy and I were discovering. And whenever you say free water out in the trail, free bananas, people are like, whoa, free? Are you, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But people are like, man, yeah, I'm, I'm so thirsty. Yeah, sure. And then... Every single water we give has living water attached to it, okay? So they can't leave without getting something. Um, <laughs> I mean that in all sincerity. They, don't, they just don't know they need it. And that's, I think that's what Ellen White and Christ were doing, is that these people didn't know what they needed until the physical needs were met. Anyways, so where does this divine gardening skill come from? Nothing will so arouse a self-sacrificing zeal and broaden and strengthen the character as to engage in work for others. You have to start preparing your heart to prepare others' hearts by just engaging in work. Another key attribute to this gardening skill is one that we see repeatedly in the character of Jesus. But when Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion. Then Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitudes. And there's more examples. So Jesus had compassion on them. And Jesus moved with compassion. If we can't truly understand and meet the needs of these people Chris and I are realizing, um, it's going to be hard to reach some of the people. Um, continue. We have, uh, I'll, I'll share that story later. There are families who will never be reached by the truths of God's word unless, his stewards, unless the stewards of his grace enter their homes and point them to a higher way. But the hearts of those who do this work must throb in unison 
with the heart of Christ. And that's our call um, in, our, in our journey to further our, our relationship with God. And the closer that we become to God, the more compassion we can actually have for these people and the more we can meet their needs, not only physically, but then God can reach them spiritually. So what does a compassionate heart look like? I'll just give you a few examples. Our Savior went from house to house, healing the sick, comforting the mourners, soothing the afflicted, speaking peace to the disconsolate. He took the little children in his arms and blessed them and spoke words of hope and comfort to the weary mothers. With unfailing tenderness and gentleness, he met every form of human woe and affliction. Not for himself, but for others did he labor. In his teaching, there was an earnestness that sent his words home with convicting power. We should not act as if it were a condescension to come in contact with the poor. They are as precious in God's sight as we are, and we must act as if we thought them so. We need the tender sympathy of Jesus, then we can win our way to hearts. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. Romans 15.1-2 Essentially, a compassionate heart is a heart of selflessness. A heart that's willing to give what they have to help those in need. People can discern a true heart versus a heart that is um, going through the motions, you could say. We have, we have a way of understanding that. I don't know how. I think it's uh, ingrained in us by God. But most, most of the times we can understand when someone's truly trying to help us and when someone's trying to just do the right thing. And so what makes, us, uh, what, what makes us different is that we bring them the love of Jesus Christ. And not only that, we share with him, we share with them, rather, his soon coming to prepare them. Keep watching as he who must render an account for the souls of men and make the most of the privileges that God gives you of laboring with him in his vineyard. Do not neglect speaking to your neighbors and doing, them all kind, and doing them all the kindness in your power that you may, by all means, save some. Okay, keep going. So, one of the more common verses we read in the Bible is the one where, you, you, can, you can skip this, we'll, we'll keep moving here. Um, basically, it says, Lord, when do we see you? Naked, when do we see you hungry, and when do we feed you? He says, but when you have done the least of these to my children, you have also done to me. The last quote I want to share with you about tilling the soil is, Desires for goodness and purity are right, so far as they go, but if we stop here, they avail nothing. God has given us the power of choice. It is ours to exercise. We cannot change our hearts. We cannot control our thoughts or impulses or affections. We cannot make ourselves pure or fit for God's service. But we can choose to serve God. We can give Him our will. Then He will work in us to do, or to will and to do according to His good pleasure. Joe. There's a guy, Joe, on the trail we've become friends with. Joe's a homeless gentleman um, that has come by many, many times. And uh, we don't know where Joe's heart is spiritually yet. We've shared a lot of literature with him. Um, but every single time we come, he's in great need. It's not our time to know what or how much Joe is changing spiritually, but we do know that we're still being a friend with him and that we're still meeting his needs. He always needs food, he always needs clothes. In fact, in that video, you could have seen him walking around taking some clothes. Um, the point is, is that 
be patient. The soil doesn't always get perfect right away. But be patient, be persistent, be kindful, be in unison with Christ. Till the hearts of the people around us by being kind. But don't forget to share. That's the next part. So Christy will take you through the last few, or the last two, planting and then cultivating. Do you want to stand up? Yeah, I'll do it. Come here. Uh, next part that we have is called planting the seed. And the seed is the word of God. And you can't, you can't have one without the other. You, you have to, it, it is our duty um, that God has for us to share his word um, as well as meet the physical needs. Um, it's one thing that we figured out on the trail. Isaiah 61.3 says that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. It is all to his glory. That's why we're doing this. It's not to, um, it, it's not to fill us. It, it's, it's not to, to feed them. It is, it is to glorify him, and he wants us to feed everyone. Um, Ministry of Healing says many have no faith in God and have lost confidence in man, but they appreciate acts of sympathy and helpfulness. This is exactly what Ryan was talking about. As they see one with no inducement of earthly praise or compensation come into their homes, ministering to the sick, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, comforting the sad, and tenderly pointing all to him of whose love and pity the human worker is but the messenger. As they see this, their hearts are touched. Gratitude springs up. Faith is kindled. They see that God cares for them, and they are prepared to listen as his word is open. This is exactly what planting the seed is. It's planting the gospel in their hearts. Um, and if we prepare till the soil, then they're prepared to hear it. Isaiah 6.10 says they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and convert and be healed. This is exactly the process that we're talking about that, that Ellen White says in the spirit of prophecy too. They have to have a personal experience. They see it with their eyes. They hear with their ears. Jesus has healed them, healed them physically from any physical malady that they have. And then their hearts are open and boom, they're converted. And they're healed both physically and spiritually. And I think that's that's part of what Ryan and I and our friends have been learning on this outreach. Um, it's interesting that when we've been out in on the trail, um, a lot of people they they come in and I, Ryan kind of said this the 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 first thing that they ask is, "Oh, you're giving away free stuff? Why? Why are you giving it away?" And at first, I. Honestly, um, I was I was startled, and I, I didn't know what to say. And I said all kinds of things about myself. Oh, oh, it's our Sabbath. Oh, you know, we we uh, uh, we like to do this. It's something that we like to do. But what would you guys say? What would you say to that question? If you're handing out free food with the intent of sharing the gospel. <laughs> if you were in outreach with us, anyone? Why not? Why not? Why not? Better than we did the first few times. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So now, now, oh, you can go ahead. Yeah, well, um, what we found is that um, the question, or the answer to that question is, well, because of God. Because he loves us. And because 
he loves us, we love him. And we want to do, uh, we want to please him. We want to glorify him. It's not about us. It's not about my Sabbath. It's not about, oh, we like doing this, or oh, it's, it's the good thing to do, like Ryan was saying. It's, it's because Sabbath is God's day, and you want to do something for him. Physical healing is bound up with the gospel commission. In the work of the gospel, teaching and healing are never to be separated. This is the gospel. This is healing people both physically and spiritually. The Savior made each work of healing an occasion for implanting divine principles in the mind and soul, implanting them. This was the purpose of his work. He imparted earthly blessings that he might incline the hearts of men to receive the gospel of his grace. We are sharing the gospel truth. That's the true healing. That is really what everyone is seeking. You know how everyone has a, has a hole in their heart and they say they, they want to fill it with stuff. They want to fill it with money. They want to fill it with, with expensive cars. They want to fill it with parties. They want to fill it with relationships, earthly relationships. But that never, ever feels them. That, that never fills them. I was one of those people. I know it through personal experience. The true healing, the only thing that can heal and fill your heart is God and his word. Ministry of Healing 141 says, The giving of the gospel to the world is the work that God has committed to those who bear his name. That's our work as Christians. For earth's sin and misery, the gospel is the only antidote. To make known to all mankind the message of the grace of God is the first work of those who know its healing power. And you can see here just, just a couple of the very many stories in the Bible um, of, of Jesus healing people and then teaching him teaching them right then and there that he's the one that they're looking for um lazarus uh he raises him from the dead and then to martha he says i'm the resurrection i'm the life you don't you don't need to go searching for anything else you you won't need to you don't have to to see your brother on the, on the last day. That's not what you should look forward to. What you're looking forward to is me. I'm coming. And, and, and if you believe, if anyone believes, he's going to live. Um, same thing with the blind man. Do you believe in the Son of God? Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. He heals the blind man, and then he says, I'm right here. I've healed you, and I'm, I'm healing you spiritually. And then the blind man says, I believe. Well, he's no longer blind. And he worshipped him. Um, there's this woman named Moni, uh, our, one of our friends on the trail. And um, she, she keeps on coming back, but she lives around the neighborhood. And she, um, she, doesn't, she doesn't really have a job. She had trouble finding a home. Um, when we first met her, she poured all of this out to us. And then um, we asked her if she wanted prayer. Um, she wanted us to pray with her, and so we did. Um, and then a few weeks later, she came back, and she said, praise God, your prayers worked. Um, I found a place to stay, um, her and her friends, and um, thank you for your prayers. That was God. That was God working in her heart, um, using us as tools, and that was the gospel message. Um, the last section that we have is cultivating the plant. Ryan and I will do this together, I'm thinking. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> out of time, so. yeah, we'll go through this. It's just 
God's TLC, God's tender loving care. The cultivating part is uh, what we've been hearing throughout iShare is that it's, it's not us who's doing the work, it's God. And we're just there at the right time, at the right moment, um, responding to the Holy Spirit. So essentially with Cultivate, what, what we want to um, share from our experience and from what we're learning is cultivating is real quick. A true shepherd will have an interest in all that relates to the welfare of the flock, feeding, guiding, and defending them. He will carry himself with great wisdom and will manifest a tender consideration for all, especially for the tempted, the afflicted, and the desponding. We all know in this room that as soon as a new heart is converted, the enemy has a counterattack very hard. That is where we, those who are in unison with Christ, are able to be a shepherd unto them, just as, as Jesus was a shepherd unto us, and God is to us. So our point is this, be patient with our brothers and sisters as we continue to do this work. Keep going, Christy. But that's the next slide. Oh, you is, oh, you already went. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> So, again, similar concept. I think, I think I kind of summed it up. Let's get to the, the conclusion. Oh, unless you want to share about these yeah, two. Yeah, I do want to share about uh, just one more story off the trail. And we have many of these, but we picked these um, because they were powerful witnesses in our life. Um, Ryan was actually the one who first started talking to, to Tony. Um, Tony came by with her boyfriend and, and her boyfriend's family, just a family bike riding on Sabbath, uh, I mean on Saturday. And um, she, she and Ryan started getting to talk and, and she runs two homeless shelters in Riverside and she said, oh, you guys do this? Um, it, it, you wanna come down sometime and do some classes, do whatever you want. You wanna give stuff away? Just, just give me a call. You wanna do Bible studies with people? You wanna give? like cooking classes you guys want to do something that um, again was god at work right. and then she also said hey if you guys find anyone out in the trail send them our way if they don't have a home and then we'll be able to house them up um so just yeah. kind of an answer to prayer we have we have a place to send the homeless people now whereas before we'd give them stuff and then be like all right we'll see you again next sabbath and you know, <laughs> now we're like hey hey we have a home for you guys if you guys are interested in getting off the street and um and then when you, meet, when, you meet, when you meet the needs like that, um, always follow it up with what we've been saying. And yes. God blessed, yeah. God blessed, and we actually got to see it, see him at work. Because um, a few weeks later, um, just randomly, uh, Tony's boyfriend comes by um, and, and rides by, and he's like, hey, guys, how you doing? Stop for some water. And then a few minutes later, uh, Louisa, this woman who must have been six months pregnant, comes riding on the back of, of a bicycle that, that her friend is is pedaling. And and she's just, yeah, she's just on the back, just hanging on. And she comes by and she's like, hey, what's this? You know, we're like, free water, free food. She stops, she's like, you guys are giving free stuff away, that's great. Yeah, just fill my backpack, fill my backpack with everything. We put books in there, <laughs> bananas, like sandwiches. Bushies, six, like, yeah, we're like, we just stuff like, their bags. Yeah, and she she's like, wow, um, this is wonderful. And and one of us said, do do you need some prayer? Do you need do you have any prayer requests? Um, 
have anything we can pray with for you? And she said, yeah. And she got a little emotional and she said, I'm, I'm, um, I don't have a home and I'm pregnant, obviously. And, and I, I'm trying to find a place to live. And it just so happened that Tony's boyfriend is still there and made a call to Tony. Tony said, yeah, if you can get here by 630, we have a home for you tonight. And that was God. It wasn't a just coincidence. That was God providing the time and the opportunity. Um, and we were blessed to see it. Um, so. Okay. So what's our, what's our point? Why are we sharing this with you guys? And what does it mean for you? Um, we can't exactly tell you. This must be my comfort zone. I just walk over here and stand over here. Sorry. <laughs> um, what we want to encourage you with uh, today is something as simple as wanting to give a water to somebody and a banana to somebody and attaching a piece of literature to it. Um, again, we could sit here and talk all day about people that we've talked to who have... We, the unfortunate part is we don't typically see them again, but a lot of the homeless people we do see again. Um, and we just continually pray that... Um, the literature will be used um, to God's advantage, obviously, um, at the end. And so our point is this, is that um, take your relationship with Christ, make it personal, let him use you in creative ways. Um, pray about it. Um, that's what Christy and I have done. And on Sabbath, um, maybe, and there's nothing wrong with napping <laughs> at, at all, but um, you'd be surprised the kind of things you can do with just a granola bar or just a banana, or just go to your neighbor's house, bring them a piece of, you know, a loaf of bread that you baked, or anything. And then their response. And then bring, bring them a book and share, and share Jesus with them. Um, we want to encourage you as you go out for Youth Rush. Uh, you guys are, some of you guys actually sound like you're going to be right back in Bible classes and all those things, and that's great. Um, some of you guys are going back to normal lives. Um, normal lives. It's not going to be normal anymore after this, obviously. Um, but think of great tools to meet physical needs of people and continue to canvas every day of the week. But use Sabbath. Sabbath is a day that we all have off, a day that we can have lots of time to work the garden. Um, and so that's our, that's our encouragement to you. We urge you to make it personal for, for you. Um, and, and by that, I mean... Um, when you have Christ in your heart and you're studying him and he's the most important person in your life and he's, he's your priority, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to just sit there and do nothing? Or do you want to make a personal effort, a personal labor for him because he wants you to? That's what we urge you to do and to think about on your Sabbath, your next Sabbath, what would he want you to do? Well, we know that he wants us to share the gospel. We know that he wants us to come home with him. So we just urge you to rethink, reflect on your, your relationship with him and your relationship with others and how you're sharing him with others. And Yes. Do we? <laughs> or do we not? Not really. We're we're getting this, so we're take that as a. No, if if 
yeah, if you want questions, you can ask us afterwards. Definitely um, come ask us afterward, and we have those there for you to take. I was going to say, so everybody, you guys know how hot it is out there right now? It's over 100. It's over 100 degrees. Someone outside is probably thirsty. If you feel it within your heart, come up and take one. Take three, take four. This whole table is for you guys, so you guys can kind of partake in the giving of physical and living water. Um, let's close with a quick word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this opportunity to uh, be in your presence with fellow believers. And um, Father, teach us the ways in which you um, loved the people physically and spiritually and share the, with them the most important message of all, which is your soon coming. And Lord, may we be filled with encouragement um, by your Holy Spirit to continue the work um, and we pray that uh, as you lead us um, into our weeks that we will evangelize and spread the word throughout our weeks we thank you for bringing us together this sabbath Father. in your name amen this media was brought to you by audioverse a website dedicated to spreading god's word through free sermon audio and much more if you would like to know more about audioverse or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.